Yo, yo, what it is. Welcome to another edition of the Album Nerds Podcast. I'm your album nerd, dude number one, Andy. What's up? <laughs> See, I don't understand what's going on lately. This is dude. Dude number Not two. Dude number two. See, I knew that's where we were going. It's a power play, folks. This man is trying to take this show over. In a few weeks, I'll be gone. You'll just have to listen to him and his kooky picks. So that's what we do here. We pick albums and we play them for you guys. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. We uh, should make some album recommendations for you based on our tastes. What's the what's new in in music? I uh, cover a lot of rock and the neighboring genres. Country. Okay. I like to bring the yeehaw, y'all. Yeah, I usually do bring the yeehaw, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> we also touch on some old records, what we call the uh, the old dogs, some picks from back in our collections from back in the day. Oof. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. So, yeah, like I said, we got a lot of rock, we got a lot of country, a little soul, even a little folk coming at you today. A handful of a half dozen album recommendations for your listening pleasure. Yeah, and as we go over those recommendations, we do play a track from each album, and we do make playlists available on Spotify and our website. Don't need to pay for a Spotify subscription. You can find the playlists, look for Album Nerds, you'll find us, and you can listen to these songs in full, and when you're done with that, you can listen to some albums in full. Whoa, I'm, that'd be pretty yeah, cool. It would be. I like That's what we're here for. <laughs> All right, so this is episode 97. Let's dig in and hear some records. Okay, we're starting with a classic band that I love, fairly recently love, actually, even though they're from the 70s originally. The band is Angel Witch. That's right, folks. The album is Angel of Light, and the song is Don't Turn Your Back. All right, all right, all right. That was Angel Witch from the album Angel of Light. The song was Don't Turn Your Back, Don't Turn Your Back, Don't Turn Your Back. They say it very quickly. Um, <laughs> and they are a British heavy metal band formed in London in 1976, part of the new wave of British heavy metal, or Nwabum, as we have spoken previously on the show. They had a... They, they were kind of an underground thing. They weren't one of the big ones like Iron Maiden, but they have a classic album that people still reference all the time. They're self-titled Angel Witch with a earworm in it from their title track. I mean, uh, I don't know about you, Andy. We talked about that first record, I don't know, a year ago, and I still have that just plastered in my head. I'll wake up, I see my dog, and I'm like, yo, Renee Angel Witch. <laughs> Yeah, I was shoveling the driveway a couple days ago, and it just randomly pops in my head, too. So good for yeah, them it, for making that. No kidding. <laughs> I mean, it, it, so basically, they're a heavy metal band of the old tradition where it's a lot of 
Dungeons and Dragonsy sort of mythical references, um, power metal, and it's good, man. I mean, you know, they've been around forever. This is only their fifth album. Their first album was in 1980, and this has some solid tracks on it, and they sound the same. Sounds like it could have been recorded in 1982. Uh, apparently, they did some stuff with production to specifically mimic that sound. And it's it's a cool listen. Is it going to uh, bring in a new generation of metal fans? Probably not. But the people that love Angel Witch are going to enjoy having something new to listen to that sounds like it's part of their canon. And I thought it was a pleasant surprise. What do you think, man? Yeah, it, it sounds kind of like a like a movie sequel, you know, that like you're a big fan of like the original, and then like 30 years later they put out the sequel, and you're like, oh, okay, I kind of remember why I like the original one. Yeah, it's, I it's mean, how I feel about this. Like, yeah, okay, that first record was really great, and this is not bad. It's a good compliment to it, but the first record was so great because it was such a like a new, groundbreaking, exciting thing, and yeah, now it's not like that anymore. But this is still it's still good. You know, kind of like throwback metal record. Yes, I agree. I'm going to keep that for a long time. That's going to be my ringtone. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, so for all of you out there, if you if you want to, if you like old metal, you know, from the old days and you want to go check this album out, I highly recommend it. Please check out their original album, Angel Witch, as well. So this is Angel of Light. Just came out in October. And man... It's a nice stroll down uh, a creepy path into a mountain pass where a giant troll is looking <laughs> to destroy you. All right. Cool pick, man. For my first selection here, we're going to do something a little bit more modern sounding. This is coming from The OCs. I think first time we talked about this band on the show. Uh, we're talking about their new record, which is entitled Face Stabber. Yeah. That's, that's nice and relaxing, isn't it? Just puts you at, at ease immediately. All right, the track we're going to play is towards the middle of the record. This is Poison Stones. So this is DOC's, what I count as their 22nd studio album. That's a fuck ton. They've been around for a long time. They started out a lot more in that sort of garage rock vein, a little more straightforward. Um, but as of late, they've been really moving more towards into what I would call like experimental rock. A little bit more avant-garde. Uh, this record feels like they kind of just one-upped their last year's record, uh, Smote Reverser, which I also was a big fan of. It fits in really nicely with their earlier record too orc from 2017 like all these kind of have a very similar vibe to them they just kind of blow through a whole bunch of different genres on here you got a bunch of funk metal psychedelia it is a beast of a record though clocks in at over 80 minutes yeah and there are some a few lengthy tracks on here like right in the middle there's a 15 minute track and at the end there's a 21 minute track 
talented musicians though and i think are really engaging to to hear them kind of go through all these different genres in a pretty quick succession so yeah i don't know this is right up my alley yes what do you think man well i've listened to sporadic the oc's albums uh this was not what i was expecting at all very weird which i liked long is really the only uh sort of barrier i think for someone that isn't already a fan but the opening track on the album with what sounds like a dog toy squeaking yeah as the basis of the beat is pretty (laughs) cool and it's uh it was enjoyable to listen to for sure i mean there's just a lot of sonic um craziness going on and and not in that kind of not in a scary way not in a creepy way just a lot of sounds being pulled together and for the most part successfully but you could cut this into two records and i'd be happy yeah you probably could and especially with the like you said the breadth of the different sounds they have it can be a little overwhelming to take this in as, as one big gulp but uh you know if you're a fan of like king gizzard lizard wizard or any of that that type of uh kind of Experimental rock music, I think you would definitely dig uh, Face Dabber by The OCs. So we're going country. This is Cody Jinks. The album is After the Fire. The track is William and Wanda. Wanda, quit picking at me. I've been running late since 1953. Wanda, slow down, just be Hold my hand while I rock this boy to sleep I haven't been worried so much as I've been anxious I've been sad, but there's reason in the rhyme I've done a lot of crying, that's something that just happens just hoped I'd make it appear some sweet time. All right, so that was Cody Jenks with William and Wanda from the album After the Fire. So, Cody Jenks, he's an interesting dude, and you're going to get to know him a little better if you listen to our upcoming show as well. Anyway, <laughs> this man put out two albums within a week of each other, just saying. Okay, Cody Jenks is an American country music singer and songwriter from Haltom City, Texas kind of introspective, inward-looking, looking at himself, looking at his relationship with his wife and family, and very uh, honest. Now, this guy, Andy, I don't know if you knew this part. What's he up? started off as a metal guy. He was in a like a Slayer-type band in the early 2000s. No kidding. Yeah. He was a singer in a metal band? Yeah, he was the singer. Whoa. I can't find a recording of it, but yeah, he was in a... And like a speed metal sort of deal. So anyway, I find that interesting as well because he's got a he's got a rocker and a rebel in him, which you can hear in some of these songs. Now, one of the best parts about Cody Jinks is the independent. This is an independent artist on his website, CodyJinks.net. You can go to every album, look at each song. It includes the lyrics. It's got notes about why what the song means, who wrote it. It's got production notes, and it's got stuff about the people who wrote it and links to their like co-writers of his or whatever. 
So if you like this album, After the Fire, I really recommend experiencing that. Go to the website, look at the lyrics. It's like having an album cover to, to look at. So That's awesome. That particular song was about his grandparents. His, him and his wife wrote about this shortly after he lost his grandpa and William and Wanda, and it's about their relationship. And so it's just their story, and I think it's really cool. Not only that this album contains that sort of stuff, but I really love the, the ability to learn about it directly from the artist. So on that alone, what do you think about that, Andy? I mean, have you heard of that before? No, I think he's really, um, obviously he's doing some pretty trailblazing stuff here in terms of like the record release schedule, kind of throwing that typical um, cadence we see like Into the Wind. I don't know, this record feels to me kind of like a response from like maybe <clears throat> the bigger style that he had on his previous record we talked about, um, Lifers, which had more of a big, not big band, but it had more production. It wasn't nearly as stripped down as what we're hearing here. That Lifers, I think, was... That was on an actual label, so I mm -hmm. think it was an attempt to sort of break through a little bit. Right. This feels like an attempt to maybe go back yeah, in a little yeah. bit. Yeah. yeah. Which is cool. I think that's where he's at his best, because he's, he's a really great songwriter. He's able to really turn a phrase in a, in a cool way to make you kind of think about it in a different light than maybe you heard the first time. So this is a very personal album. The theme is devotion to himself and his family. You can hear it throughout the songs. And... uh Check out this album, After the Fire by Cody Jinx, and check out that website. You'll learn you'll learn a lot about the songs as you go. It's it's a lot of fun. Cool. Yeah, I'll put the, this website. It's, it's pretty impressive. I'll, uh, I'll add it to the uh, the show notes for this episode, too. So feel free cool. to check it out. It's pretty awesome. All right. So for my second pick here, we're going to do a little hardcore metal. So... The, uh, the, brace yourselves, folks, yes, if you're driving right. or anything. Yeah, I want to turn Things down are a about bit. to shift gears here. <laughs> <laughs> this is a little harder than we usually do on the show here, but I think this is a pretty special record, so I wanted to mention it. Talking about the group Employed to Serve and the record from May of 2019, this is Eternal Forward Motion. The track we're going to play is We Forgot You. All right, this Jeez. is uh, <laughs> this is Employed Serves' third full-length record. They come out of the UK. They're a five-piece hardcore group. So this is not like a genre I mess around with too much, but occasionally a record will come through that will strike my interest. And this one, oh. I when it first came out, and I, I really have been enjoying it lately. I think maybe because the weather has turned a little bit here in upstate New York, things are kind of dark outside. Feels kind of ugly. Kind of I just off. hope nobody tuned out from our show. <laughs> <laughs> just because of that? Come on. Oy. I almost did. I almost <laughs> quit. <laughs> well, you got to listen to the whole record, man. That was only a few oh, seconds. I thought my wife was going to leave me. She comes home from a hard day. This is on. She <laughs> walks in. She's trying to tell me stuff, and she just stares at me and is like, and gives me a nod like, what? is this and what i said is, what's andy said, doing too man. i said it's an andy pick she's like he has terrible taste <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
I thought she was going to leave, man. Oh, man. I feel bad for her. Not so much for you. But anyway, <laughs> if you're looking for a really kind of ugly, just like pissed off sounding record, I think this is an excellent pick. The kind of unique part about it, at least in this genre, it's usually a very male-dominated space. The uh, lead vocalist here is a woman by the name of Justine Jones. She has a pretty incredible voice. She just shreds what a wed- one review I read said described her as Velociraptor-style vocals, which I think is, is pretty accurate. <laughs> Sounds like she's just biting through these songs, tearing to pieces. just wanted to read one quick quote from the record here, one from the lyrics. There is no time to worship yesterday. From now on, I'll place my trust in this eternal forward motion. So the record really is focused on kind of just putting all the shit that's going on wrong with the world and our current society, putting it all aside and just focusing on moving forward, getting to a good space again. Well, I know this is not an easy record to swallow. What did you well, think, man? The problem is you you don't get any of that from it unless you go do research. So if you just listen to the album, it's not like you go, oh, social change, right on. <laughs> you know, you go, hey, what the hell is why is why is she screaming? I mean, you know, fun fact: she she has a famous grandfather, Cookie Monster, and I'm sure that he <laughs> he supports her career. Uh, no, but seriously, it just yeah, it's hard. It's hard to take. The music is okay and and pretty heavy, and you know the band sounds pretty good, but it's every song, every lyric, no break. No moment of her singing like a pretty opera part and then screaming. It is just screaming. So yeah, if you dig on. it, you're going to dig it. If you like that stuff, you're going to dig it. If you don't, yeah. don't. <laughs> it's a hard genre to get into, but I think this is a, really, a good pick if you're going to spend any time in it. Um, it's been getting reviewed really well. That's kind of the reasons I keep going back to it. And it took me like six months legit to really appreciate this record. So if you're feeling a little adventurous, I think it's a it's a cool pick. If you enjoy a band like Converge, if you listen to them at all, I think this would be right up your alley. Uh, so once again, the album is Eternal Forward Motion by Employed to Serve. All right. Speaking of barking, here comes some old friends. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's time for the old dogs. Old dogs. So as you all know, Old Dogs are some old favorites, records that we still like to listen to on occasion in our collections or whatnot, and I've got a weird one for you from 1987. The artist is Terrence Trent Darby. The album is Introducing the Hardline, according to Terrence Trent Darby. Wow. The song is Sign Your Name. Okay, that was Terrence Trent Darby with Sign Your Name from the 1987 album, Introducing the Hardline According to Terrence Trent Darby. It's a soul, neo-soul pop record that uh, I think this man was trying to be Prince and Stevie Wonder and Michael Jackson all wrapped up in one. 
his name is now Sananda Francesco Melitreya. Hmm. Was born Terrence Trent Howard. Went by Terrence Trent Darby is his performance name, and then somewhere in the 2000s changed it. He still puts out records, but under the name Sananda Francesca Maltria, but it's all like website stuff for fans only. You gotta need some help with branding, I think, man. All these yeah. names are <laughs> so. <laughs> so this guy was supposed to be the sole sensation of 1987, right? And he like you know had some of that, and some of these songs are great. Like that song stands the test of time. Wishing well does as well. Some of them sound very dated and full of like 80s pop music horns, saxophone and stuff. What do you think generally? Uh, have you heard this before? I think I had heard Wishing Well on the radio back in the late 80s. Um, I, I like his sound. Like at, at points, it sounds almost like he's doing an impersonation of like Prince, which is the one that comes to mind mostly. But there's moments where you can kind of like hear he's trying to sound like MJ or Smokey Robinson or even James Brown at some points. But uh, like you were saying, when the tracks don't have that dated production style, I think it's still a really good record. And that's probably more than half of them sounds like a classical soul style that I can get behind. Yeah, I mean, I feel like this is something people should know about and maybe have forgotten about this guy. I mean, one of the problems was his attitude. I mean, when this came out, he was saying that this is the is uh, the most important album since Sgt. Pepper. And yeah, I heard that on the radio that. when I was in high school age, and they would talk about Terrence Trent Darby, and I'm like, God, that guy, I didn't go by the record because he sounded like a jerk, even though I liked some of the songs. <laughs> yeah, that's a hard way to introduce yourself to the music world. Oh, <laughs> Taking the, on the introducing, Beatles. <laughs> he's introducing the hard line, man. Yeah, that was a hard line to cross, man. I don't know. <laughs> but it definitely, it, it's a nice little moment and it certainly feels like the late 80s but it's pretty cool and it's got some great songs some you'll probably know and i i recommend checking it out if you just want like a cool soulful saturday evening or something it's worth checking out terrence trent darby introducing the hard line according to terrence trent darby just stay away from his other albums i didn't really care for those my uh, opinion anyway all right what you got for us andy all right so i got something from uh Similar time period, actually, the early 90s. Um, this is a little bit more of a, a loose collection of songs. Uh, this record is released by, released by David Grisman, but also features uh, Jerry Garcia and Tony Rice. We're talking about the Pizza Tapes. This was released in 2000, but it was recorded in 93. Uh, the track we're going to play is about a third of the way into the record. This is Shady Grove. Oh, jeez. Wow. <laughs> I didn't know where I was going. On Try this. to restrain yourself, Tony. <laughs> oh, man, that was great. Woo. Smoking. And it was. Yeah, so that's how, that's how the whole record kind of plays out there. It's very loose, and there's a lot of cool, like, little recordings there of their discussions between the three of them. I think it's just adds a lot to, like, the character of this record. It's, it's very loose. So it's basically... Uh, 
David Grisman would invite over Jerry Garcia and other friends, in this case, Tony Rice, and they would just kind of have impromptu recording sessions, you know, every, every day or so. And, and Dave Grisman got in the habit of, you know, in the early 2000s of releasing a bunch of these. This one is called The Pizza Tapes, interestingly enough, because supposedly, as the story goes, they ordered a pizza, and when the pizza boy was over at their house, he got checking out some of their recordings and actually stole the tape from their studio and distributed it among his friends, and that's how this originally got out. I don't know if that's true or not, but it makes for a good story, and it makes for good album art here in this case. Yeah, so it really isn't a traditional album. It's really just a collection of covers of traditional folk songs, kind of with their Jerry Garcia, Dave Grisman slant on them. There's a lot of impressive just picking going on here. Uh, but it's cool to kind of hear like this kind of behind-the-scenes, just kind of like get the vibe like you're just hanging out with these guys in the room. And I think it's really, really interesting. There's a lot of mistakes and just kind of like starts and stops and going on. It's It's really loose. But I think that adds a lot to the charm. What uh, what did you think, man? Have you heard this before? Are you familiar with these guys? I heard it in the 90s from friends that were fish slash dead fans. So I, uh, okay. I'd heard it before and I'd heard the story about the pizza. But I was working at a record store, surprise, surprise, when the actual, <laughs> when they released <laughs> it, it officially. Out. Yeah. And there was a lot of that. And at the time I was like, uh, trying to put together a retirement plan there, buddy, David. <laughs> you just cashing in on uh, yeah, some uh, the, the, uh, the uh, finances a little low because a lot <laughs> of that all just came out in succession, and all of the all of the uh, patchouli kids were buying this record. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's fun. Like what Andy said, it's fun. Like you're sitting there jamming on a bunch of bluegrass and folk songs with dudes that were probably doing a lot of bong hits <laughs> at times it sounds like maybe they were because there's definitely some moments in here where it's like whoa what's going on there and even they call out each other like well you totally you totally flubbed that up but there's also moments on here that like on shady grove we just heard that are absolutely fire and i think they just destroy a few songs here's a cool cover of uh knocking on heaven's door and they also cover uh jazz standard so what which I think is is pretty interesting to hear their take on those. Um, yeah, it's a it's a really cool lesson if you're if you're a fan of the dead or or folk in general. I think this is a, a cool one to add to your collection. So that just about does it, doesn't it? Yeah, I think we got through what we had to say. So those are Six our records. recommendations. Wow, kaboom! Bam! There you go. So please do check out those those uh, albums in their entirety. You can search for us on Spotify to hear playlists of these songs. That's Where right. can they download the show? How, how can they download the show? How can they support us? What should they do? Tell the people. They need to go to all the podcast places, whatever you prefer. We like it if you maybe go to the Apple Podcast because then you can give us a nice five star and tell us some nice things about us that we can read on the show. Uh, but also, make sure and reach out to us via email. Podcast at albumnerds.com is an easy way to let us know what records we should talk about. Let us know something about yourselves. Uh, we really appreciate hearing from our listeners. So keep it up, folks. What up? All right, we'll be back in about two weeks. Actually, exactly two weeks. With uh, another half dozen recommendations for you. Until then, uh, keep the music nerdy. Peace, love, dope. <laughs> Thanks for listening. See ya. See ya.